0: The stool, I'll be inviting Andrew Foxwell To the virtual pub today And we're going to get nerdy with Facebook ads Stuff We're going to get into Russia Yeah, Russia, Facebook ads Uh, We'll talk about Safari update Coming uh, that could Impact remarketing Uh, This new learning Phase thing that we're seeing As as well as uh, Some new features that impact brick-and-mortar offline business, so should be good, sit back, relax, pop a bottle, let's do it. Another social media podcast where each week we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So this week, inviting Andrew Foxwell back to the show so we can get nerdy on the Facebook advertising stuff. Andrew, how are you doing today?
1: Uh, dude, I'm doing great. Uh, happy game day to
0: you. Doing happy great. Feeling good? See, now nah, I feel bad. Uh, uh, anyone who's, who's, you know, you can't see the, the video for anyone listening to the podcast, but He's all decked out in his Packers stuff. I am not, and I feel bad. See, here's the
1: thing though. You live in Colorado, and if you wear in Colorado, if you don't wear Packers gear, it's not a huge deal. But see in Wisconsin, if I don't if I'm going to go in public today, yeah. and I'm not wearing something Packers related, people are going to think there's something wrong
0: with me. something's wrong with you. Yeah.
1: So, I've got to get that figured out. Uh, I've got to, you know, I've got to have this dialed in. Uh, it's
0: important. Yeah, uh win, this is gonna be a win today, right? Any any predictions?
1: You know, I, you never know with the Packers. Let's be let's be honest. Uh could 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 be could be anywhere. I think it's gonna be a win. Um I just despise the Bears. You know, the oldest so uh, oldest oldest rivalry in, in the league ever. So
0: The Bears still suck. I, I think suck. so. They still suck. They,
1: they're ter- yeah, they're they're bad.
0: Uh so you know how this works, although you you may have forgotten it's it's early in the morning. You you working on any type of beverage over there? What you got?
1: Yeah, yeah, man. This is my alcoholic beverage. I got some uh homemade kombucha, which does yeah, have a slight trace of alcohol in it. So, it does. Um, Ever since ever since uh Gracie started brewing her own kombucha, we have we have home homemade, you know, kombucha brewing on the uh
0: Dude, on my awesome. desk. That's yeah, awesome. It's great. I want some. It's really delicious to be honest with you. That sounds pretty dangerous, but I am drinking an a and w root beer.
1: <laughs> oh wow,
0: All right, nice a little root beer. yeah, it is nine am you know it, it reminds me of my childhood. Uh, back in Ripon, Wisconsin, we had an a and w at one point when I was in high school, right next to our house. Uh, oh yeah, so obviously we were styling um, and uh yeah I, I don't know if they still do it these days. But you could go to NW and like get a big jug like like a like a gallon like a milk gallon of root beer. They do it. Do they still do that? yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. yeah it's I'm a big stuff.
1: I'm a big fan of root beer so Cheers to you, my friend.
0: Ah, cheers to you cheers. Yeah, 9 a.m. For the root beer. All right. So I feel like there is a ton of stuff happening right now. And lots that we can talk about, whether it is Facebook ad strategy or news or whatever. But uh, I think the one story that uh, we can't avoid is Russia. What's going on with Facebook ads in Russia? What what you got on that? (laughs) I mean, I think a lot of people have been
1: um, obviously talking about this. And and, and there have been a lot of my friends and family that asked me because, you know, that's what I you know, what I do. Um, and I'm sure there's potentially been people asking you, uh, it's been an interesting, interesting thing. I mean, I think the, the thing that I'll say about, about Russia, just to frame that up in reference to the, the ad, the Facebook advertising, um, component of this is that, uh, Facebook, the reason that it's been discussed is because Facebook brought it up. So I think that's important to point out. Um, I think that it it warrants a discussion, and I do think that the New York Times piece that they had uh, that's been really circulating uh, called uh, Facebook's Frankenstein moment uh, is valid I think they didn't necessarily realize the scope and breadth of what their platform could do uh, and how it would be used uh, you know you automate as much as you possibly can and uh you know the way that it works is you can people around the world can use facebook and launch facebook ads uh with a lot of the same targeting that we have access to so uh i i think that it wasn't necessarily good for the us i think it's been a problem obviously for democracy that this type of infiltration can happen. But I do think that Facebook has always done a good job of once they've identified a problem, admitting the problem and uh, working on it, right? And saying, all right, we're gonna fix that, uh, we're gonna get on it. So, um, I, I, so that's kind of my, my general framework. Uh, I don't think it was good. Uh, I don't think that it helped, <laughs> I think it was really bad. Um, but I do think that uh, changes are being made um, but it really speaks to the power of what you can do with Facebook advertising, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty scary.
0: <clears throat> yeah, so for any, anyone who's been living under a rock, uh, or if you're listening to this three years from now uh, from a different planet, because who knows where we're going to be, I guess, uh, apparently... Uh, <laughs> Facebook came out and said, "Look, there's been we we, we discovered there was between hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand dollars spent on Facebook ads from Russian sources. We don't know if it's the Russian government or what on political ads uh, during the 2016 presidential campaign. I think that was over a period of like a year, and um, they've un, un, you know disclosed that information to Congress and to." Um, the investigation, the Russian investigation. Um, and I, I know there there are a few feelings that I think you can have on this. I mean, I, I think especially if, if you aren't an advertiser and you're not really in that world, um, the initial thought was, holy crap, $150,000 spent by the Russians for Facebook ads. Um, that's a lot of money. And um, how could Facebook have allowed this? And you know what, what the hell were they thinking? All right. So if you don't really like, so Facebook is in on this because they sold actually sold the ads to the Russians, right? Because you don't really understand how it's happening. And from an advertiser's perspective, I think a lot. Some people are thinking 100 to 150 thousand over a year. It's not really very much money. I mean, how much impact are you gonna make with that? That's what some I, I would I think some would, some would say that. Um, I think somewhere in the middle here is under, first of all, understanding what kind of ads they're running. And we don't know all of, I think some of it is just starting to come out as far as I think there was a, like a black lives matter type of ad. Uh, they were, uh, posing as, as Muslims and some, I don't even know some, some of the stuff was going on
1: and they, and they've submitted all that yeah. to Congress right now.
0: They have submitted all the Congress, but it's just starting to leak out to the public. And um, but basically, what they're trying to do is get <laughs> huge response, negative and positive and otherwise, and make it be sure it's controversial. And um, because what happens as advertisers, we know what happens when you have something that's really really controversial. Um, it gets lots of engagement. So that's that's my response to anyone says, "Well, wait, what can you do with $100, 150000 dollars?" This is. This is like just giving something a push. Right? Like they just want to make sure it gets out there with these ads. Um because once it gets out there that type of content could just explode and I think it probably did. Um so yeah. I, I think I think we're focusing on the ads more than's necessary here. I think the reality is and this is just uh, hypothetical and assuming the the vast amount of damage here was not done with ads. It was done with the content and it was done with the bots and the fake accounts and all that kind of stuff.
1: Right. And I think I do think that it's worth pointing out a couple of different things, which is one. If you right now, how to, to me, I realize that the targeting is different, but to me, how is this strategically different than the Russian government? or the Syrian government buying a ad in full page ad in the New York Times and and, and pushing false information um, which happens i'm, not, yeah. I'm you know that, that that's something that takes place right so so to me that is it is different because things can live longer i'm not trying to make an excuse for this but to no. me that's very i think it's very similar
0: Uh, And the other thing that I think is worth pointing out to 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 back up to back up for a second, I mean, I think one of the primary differences uh, is that New York Times would be fully aware of what's being shown on their on their newspaper, right? right? Whereas Facebook, there's so many ads, so many advertisers. There's a lot of automated mechanisms in place to approve, disapprove the the content, um, trying to make sure that they're we have um, people who are using the platform in a positive way, using it in the first place and not bots and this and that. So it's a much bigger task uh, from Facebook's side.
1: Right. And I would say this, which is it's important for those of us that are here as Facebook advertisers within John's community right. that from all over the world that we have a dedication and a uh, kind of solidarity among us to not get into sketchy stuff. (laughs) like I think that it is our duty as those of us that are part of this community that are playing the long game, as we've always done, that are being transparent and caring, Uh, and that are setting realistic expectations and learning. I think those of us that are in this community that are doing those things, it's, it's important that we, that we kind of pledge to each other that we're not going to do that because, um, as we all know, there's a lot of things that you can do that on Facebook that are going to ride really closely the terms of service. And, and, you know, it's, it's really difficult uh, and it's difficult on purpose because Facebook doesn't want those on, want those types of ads on there. So I think it's important to say, uh, we should not and can't, uh, do that type of thing. Um, and I think we should stay away from it because this is going to come under more scrutiny. So just, I just want to make that kind of dedication to each other. Oh, I like that.
0: It's a little feel good moment. <laughs> Let's hold hands. Yeah. But no, it, I mean, Facebook has come out and said they're, they're going to do like not these nine or ten things to prevent this from happening in the future. <laughs> it be nice if they prevented it in the past, but there's nothing we can do about that. Um, uh, just, uh, it, it will be interesting to see what comes out and not just, like I said, not just on the advertising front because um, I, I honestly think that's just the tip of the iceberg with this kind of stuff. But, you know, what, what were the accounts? How many accounts were there? Not just everyday but like profiles. Um, what what's what was the strategy? Like I, I think eventually we're going to see backroom what the actual strategy was, what the content was that was created, on and on and on. It could be interesting. But uh, you know, moving on from that fun topic, um, you know, uh, Apple. Made an update, iOS 11, um, I think they're making updates as well um, on desktop or laptop, whatever, what do what we can call that? But um, where and some of the advertisers are, are a little nervous, um, there's a, a block on remarketing, although I'm still kind of unclear how this is gonna impact Facebook ads, um, or at least our ability to create audiences I mean, what, what what do you know about this, Andrew? I mean, what what can you tell us about this? I, I tell you, I, I have
1: uh, I have been a little bit confused because uh, the part that the the most helpful article I read was uh, basically saying that it gives more power to Facebook and Google because of the way that they serve ads, and this is mostly a challenge against um, display advertising mm-hmm. and display remarketing, uh, which has always been a huge part of the problem, right? So I, I think one of the major things is uh, the display advertising um, is, is really, has disrupted the user experience across the web for a lot of people, right? I mean, I think you go to any newspaper site that is not one of the major publications, even if it is, um, in the United States, and you're bombarded almost with uh, display ads and display remarketing, and it just doesn't look very good. So I think that's been uh, something that's really driven people crazy. And mm-hmm. Apple always saying, "Look, you know, we're gonna, we're not gonna stand for this." I think what they're trying to say with Safari is, uh, "We're gonna block remarketing. We're gonna block a lot of these types of ads to make your user experience a lot better because we want people to spend longer time on our site." Is it the so, ads uh, though
0: that they're blocking? Because my, my understanding, at least uh, the article I read, is that they're blocking the, um, the, basically the pixel, the code. Um, I think which, it, I think it's the ads audiences. and I
1: think it's the ads and and the code. I don't have a full understanding of the remarketing as it stands now um, of what basically is going to be happening with Safari. Uh, As far as I understand it, there could be certain limitations on the remarketing that's taking place within, I mean, the pixel um, on on certain sites that are coming from Safari. Uh, But I don't think that has a huge impact because I think a lot of people that are coming from a Facebook ad are using Facebook's browser uh, Static .dn or whatever it is that's through the, the internal browser. That's a good
0: point. Too. Right. Well, so well, for part of it at least, affect- at least when they're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But if they're, you well, know, so but what 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 happens though uh, when they're when they're actually browsing um, the internet on Safari when they're not you know in their, in the midst of their Facebook um, habits of the day uh i mean is, is this going to impact the creation of these audiences I, I i still have so many questions about this I, I don't completely understand what's happening i think uh
1: antonio wrote here antonio super glad to have you my man um he wrote he, he said you know it's blocking the scripts um which is great but uh if and, and you know antonio if you want to hop on and discuss so the uh, blocks free, pixels i mean that's a problem
0: that's a big deal so but but it, it, there's a lot to discuss in this so First of all, I still don't really understand the freak out people have about remarketing. It's like, oh, that's so creepy. I was just at this website and now I'm seeing ads for this all over the place. Um, Unfortunately, I feel like the the fear uh, regarding that is that the advertiser themselves know that, that you were there. And they're like following you, they're like on the computer right now. Like, oh, I see where he's at, and ah, oh, I see. Oh, okay. I'm, and I'm gonna, you're going to that website. I'm gonna put an ad over there now and make sure that you come back to my site, right? So they, I think they they think that there's some sort of loss of privacy when it's not. We don't know who these people are who visit the website. We're just able to create an audience thanks to Facebook. And they can remarket accordingly to make sure that you actually get relevant ads. So you want to get rid of that? You just want to have crappy ads that aren't relevant? Uh, Yeah, that's going to be great. Because you're not going to get fewer ads. You're just going to get ads that don't mean anything to you. Or We're going to be back to 10 years ago um, when when the ads that you saw, you just wanted to skip over constantly. And now you actually have ads that are relevant and helpful. In some cases, not all cases. Um, so that that's all frustrating, confusing. Tonio uh, goes on to say, "Yeah, still, all guess at this point, um, the pixels will stop working after X days. Yeah, and I there's a this thirty day purge or whatever. Uh, but <laughs> that's still not really clear. Um, it, something else to keep in mind here is that currently about fifteen percent of people. Use Safari, so this doesn't kill. If this does go through, now assuming this isn't the first domino and all the other browsers to fall, um, it's going to impact 15% of uh, browsing. Now, the other thing to keep in mind, and the beauty of Facebook is, we have still have so many other ways to remarket right now. It's getting better, so it's not just their interaction. It's not just
1: pixel based. Yeah, yeah. it's not just right. pixel
0: based anymore. I mean, obviously you've got people on your email list, you've got, uh, based on the interactions with you on Facebook now more and more, I think Facebook's going to keep pumping stuff into that to make that better and better and better. So this is a little scary until we know more, um, but I think we have to keep in perspective too. Yeah,
1: no, I, Antonio, thank you, man, um, for for putting that in there. And I think Tom was right. I, I remember Tom posting about that about purging uh, specifically after a certain number of days. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this gets implemented. It'll be interesting to follow along. And I think that's I think that's really important. I think there there are clearly going to be more options that are given to us within remarketing um, that are not necessarily based around the pixel, as we said. So uh, to me, it. It makes a ton of sense since we already have a, a time on site website custom audience of a top percentage that we would have a uh, potentially a top audience that has looked at your ad for longer, but not necessarily clicked. Um, that's something that clearly could make a lot of sense that wouldn't necessarily necessitate that they click. Uh, and I, I also think that the more that we go along uh, in this, the in advertising on Facebook and Instagram, the the more options around dynamic ads being served on the platform, i.e., collections being pulled from our product catalog, is clearly going to be, uh, you know, a really big deal, and it's going to make this maybe not as big of a deal as time goes on of, of of it being you know dependent upon a website. So yeah,
0: yeah, my biggest concern is that this is just gonna be the first of many browsers to implement something like this and i mean i love website custom audiences they're, they're they're awesome so hopefully um we're overreacting and it's it's less of a big deal than it sounds like um uh shifting gears a bit i mean there, there are lots of things we can't can talk about right now i mean i think um one of the things that uh, someone just shared within PHC Elite recently. Do, do you use lead ads? I do. Yeah, I use lead
1: ads quite a bit, um, and I think they're. I think they're great. You know, they yeah. really prove concepts really well.
0: Yeah. So one one of the weaknesses, or I guess annoyances, with lead ads is that. Um, at, so that so basically, if anyone is unfamiliar. Um, you have this lead ad form that's entirely within Facebook instead of driving you to your website, and uh, so you can register for something and autofills your your contact information, whatever to add, be added to a list. Um, and then they submit, and then there's this thank you sc- screen or whatever within that form that basically says you know completed or whatever, and you could click this button to go. To your website, but you had no idea you couldn't customize any of that stuff on the thank you screen, which was agitating because, like, a lot of people were like, Oh, I'll just have you know this download or whatever available when they click that button. But why would you click the button? There's, there's no real reason to, so a lot of people didn't. Um, but now what Facebook's doing is allowing you to customize that whole thank you screen and say, Oh, provide details as far as what they just registered for. Customize uh, the text on the on the button um, on that final screen, and uh, it can either be like a download. Which God, this not, now that I think about it, this, this makes even less sense. So I don't have access to this by the way yet, but someone else within PHC Elite does. Because um, there are two different um, button types: either download button or um, like a go to website button. Which in reality, those two types didn't make much difference. Because either way, it's driving to your website because Facebook's not hosting the file, as far as I know. But if you're able to customize the button, why why would it matter whether you had a download button? I, I
1: don't know. know. Maybe if you have like a maybe they saw that the implementation of this was a lot of people were using um, this to send people downloads um, a certain PDF or something, yeah. right? So uh, maybe that's a better button or the option for that button is better than. Uh, the second one of, you know, uh, not just download, but uh, go to the website, you know, maybe that's just a kind of a general one. and They'll probably add to that as time goes on. I, I think the bigger piece here is that uh, I'd look for lead ads to really be one of the breakout stories of, of this year, probably going into Q1 and next year. Hot take. Um, I think that the the expansion, they're going to continue to expand what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes a lot of sense that lead ads and sort of uh, canvas uh, are going to be integrated in terms of what you're able to do with them. Uh, they've proven that this is a medium that people really like. So in terms of if you're using lead ads, I think that's that's important to understand and, and creative will become increasingly important. The other thing that I heard uh, that I have always thought was one of the best ideas with lead ads is a lot of people say, well, the quality is low, but the numbers are better. I get a lot of them, but the quality isn't as high as if right. I have a lead, Form of my website. Uh, and what I have always found is if you ask a user to manually fill out one part of it, if you ask a user yeah. to manually uh, put in something in a field, right. you're going to have a higher quality lead, which is important. Uh, so I wanted to just point that out that that's something I've really uh, liked and uh, has worked really well for me in reference to lead ads. So I think the thank you page is, is great. Uh, it, it makes it more interactive. Um, So, you know, kind of think about where that could head next. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, lead ads on Instagram too, are also really good in the markets I've been using. So.
0: Correct. I think um, another way, just lead ads are a lot like, when you think about uh, quality and quantity on a landing page, it's the same thing. Like the easier you make registration, the lower your, your quality will be. uh, But the higher the quantity will be. So, Same thing happens with lead ads. Like if if you're getting a very high number of leads, but they're low quality, well, do something to make it a little bit harder to register. Uh, So whether it's, you know, having to manually input information, like Andrew said, so it, it may automatically pull their first name, last name, email address. But like now ask them a question, some sort of custom question. Um, the other thing is like adding a what i like guess used to be a context card now it's like a welcome screen or whatever to provide more context on um, what it is they're registering for that that could help too just another kind of uh, hurdle in there but you know I, I think lead ads are great and um it's kind of funny when you think about it it's uh, these things I feel like the the safari thing and lead ads are fit together in a way like Facebook seems to be really smart that they see things out. A year or two in the future, and in most cases. And they have been going more and more to keeping people on Facebook. And while that has to be selfish, or at least be thinking about the user, uh, the, the argument, counter argument, has always been that whether this is killing the, the publisher or the marketer or whatever, because they're not going to their website. Because so they've got lead ads, you've got Canvas, you've got instant articles. But whole, now you th- start thinking about this, like, well, well, wait a minute, what if you're not gonna be able to do any remarketing in the future, you know, two years down the road or whatever, because uh, they're blocking all these pixels? Well, if Facebook is doing everything to eat up the internet and keep everybody on their pages, then it no longer matters. Because now, <laughs> yeah, now or, you can start creating more and more, be- better and better remarketing within lead ads and Insta articles and canvases and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, right. I I completely agree with you. Um, I think Antonio has a great point here as well, saying ask for the phone number or uh, some other piece of personal information.
0: Well, the phone number um, often often gets pulled in automatically as well.
1: Right, right. Some sort of something else, though, I think is is important, you know. Um, And I agree with you, though, John, right, that that's clearly been their their goal is to have it on site. And you'll see a lot more of that. You know, I think the early solutions of Facebook shops and stores on Facebook were actually pretty poorly implemented. And so now that we actually have instances with like a a collections ad where you click on it and it loads that product, you're able to see it on the platform. Um, You know, that makes a ton of sense and the costs are a lot lower. So I believe there's going to be some sort of e-commerce solution there. that's going to be pretty big uh, as time goes on. Uh, to how you can really start to customize more of that shopping experience right on Facebook.
0: Word. All right. Well, we are already at about 30 minutes. So, I'll let you decide what's what's the last thing you want to talk about today? Facebook ads related or packers related? Well, I just was uh,
1: actually curious about one other thing, which is the learning phase um, and what we and what that is. I've seen it, um, but I'm curious of what you heard about it from others and kind of what that means in terms of this new thing that they're testing.
0: So I I love our little community our Power Hitters Club, the Power Hitters Club Elite um, in particular. I, I get a ton of info from people who are spotting features that I don't have yet and it's It's in a way frustrating because I'm jealous that I don't have a certain feature. But um, learning phase is something that was shared by a member of PHC Elite. And the way I understand it is Facebook telling you what's currently happening uh, with the optimization of this ad set. I think it's on the ad set level. Um, Basically, they're still learning. Facebook's still learning, uh, trying to figure out, uh, you know, with the engagement, uh, how how best to optimize, uh, who who the, who the prior the the best audience to go after is that kind of thing. So, if your results aren't great during this phase, you should probably hold off and l- kind of let it ride a little bit. Um, so, as far as I know, this is nothing new. It's just a matter of now Facebook tells you. So, like the learning phase was probably always there. It's just mm-hmm. that. Um, you didn't know that, that they were in the midst of a learning phase. Um, I, I would assume after a learning phase, it's like, like, see, it like the execution phase, whatever, you know, execution of whatever it is that they learned. So you want to get beyond that learning phase. And once, once you're beyond it and you're not getting the results you want, then maybe at that point, you know, you pull back and do something different. But you should probably let it ride um, as Facebook's learning
1: yeah right. I think it, I just think it's interesting um, that they're giving more transparency around that. I've seen different pieces now where um, there are they're they're trying to at every turn help people understand the auction and how it works and why, uh, which has been great. So the question really becomes uh, to me, you know the learning phase is the first step in what process that they're trying to show us. Uh, are they going to start suggesting, uh, changes of hey by the way you should optimize for this pixel or uh you know we're learning on this pixel try this or bid this way differently um in terms of guiding us a little bit more there so there has been increasingly more tips and suggestions within the actual flow of ad manager and power editor specifically ad manager um that it'll all morph into one soon it's going on so kind of interesting uh so I'm, I'm excited to have more transparency there because it never hurts to help describe why something is happening the way that it is
0: yeah yeah I mean, it's something I, I i'm looking forward to seeing more of i mean whenever there's a new feature like that i think you know, there, there's some misinformation out there too so it's not really clear i mean I, we had a member in, in the group who mentioned that you know that he was seeing that traffic was down significantly Ever since they had the new learning phase, so maybe Facebook was kind of optimizing differently with that. Um, but it's just, you know, it's 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 something that uh, we will have to keep um, looking at and following along. But um, I, I love the. It seems like every week there's five new features. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's great.
1: It never sees. It never stops, my friend. <laughs> it yeah, never stops. I totally agree with you.
0: <laughs> um. You know what? Yeah. Let's let's speak of new features. I want to cover one more. (laughs) One more. Yeah. um, Because something that really helps the brick and mortar business um, is the ability to show that a campaign is working, that you got sales, maybe not online, but within your store. And so within the last, I don't know, six, nine months, something like that, Facebook started rolling out offline event sets to so that they could report on offline conversions that happen as a result of someone seeing or clicking on your ad and so first of all the way that that worked was that um you would create if a, a file of everyone who who purchased offline and that would include the the date and time um, their first name last name any kind of information that facebook could then uh, match that up with the profile, so email address, phone number, that kind of thing, and obviously what product they purchased and how much it costs, and that kind of thing. And then you upload that, and then Facebook can go back and say, "Oh, well, they saw this ad, you know, within 24 hours before they actually went and purchased offline. That is now a conversion, which is really, really powerful because there's so much guessing that was going on before." with brick and mortar businesses as far as are we seeing any success? I don't know. Well, we had five more sales during this time. Eh. You're just guessing. Now with offline event sets, um, you've got this extra power to show that it is or isn't working. So in addition to that, now Facebook allows you to create audiences, something that's new, it's been rolling out, audiences um, of people within your offline event set and then you can start um, zeroing in on specific types of people who made purchases offline as well, um, based on several factors. Um, so, that in addition to being able to create audiences out of people who visit your store. So, lots of stuff happening for brick and mortar as well. I mean, are, are you, do you have clients who have brick and mortar or, or are you oh. using it? Uh, we, we have clients that are brick and mortar
1: and we're actually just beginning to, uh, to use it. So we aren't using it right now. Um, but, uh, but I'm very excited about getting it up and running. I think I've heard from others on, on this in terms of the brick and mortar that this actually works pretty well. Uh, the thing that I'm really trying to figure out and master is uh, there's some new documentation around business locations in relation to global pages mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so, a little bit of nuance there, but basically it allows you to customize ads based on the location that the person is viewing um, that ad in. So, I have that in an account now that I'm really thinking about how we can use. Uh, but the new, you know, the new offline custom audiences, I think the challenge that Facebook has there is that it's going to need to have a little bit clearer explanation of how to actually set these up and go about it. Um, so it's still a little bit confusing from the outset even for those of us that are really advanced advertisers. Uh, but uh, that being said, there's clearly you know, opportunity with it and being able to show that somebody did something in your store is huge and it can really help prove your worth. Uh, so I'm, that's actually something I'm really in the next 30 days gonna be spending quite a bit of time with to make sure I understand. Um, because I want to make sure I'm really prepared for that coming into, uh, November, December for my clients.
0: Awesome. Well, I think that's about it, that, about it for today. Uh, I've called the bartender over so I can uh, pick up the tab here and, uh, oh, thank it'll, you. it'll be an expensive tab with your homemade kombucha and, uh, my NW root beer, but, uh, right. no, th- thanks again for being on Andrew. Where can people find you?
1: I tell you, people can find me at foxwelldigital.com. You can also find me at Andrew Foxwell on Twitter, and uh, look forward to hearing from you.
0: Awesome! Thank you, sir, and thanks everybody else for tuning in, uh, especially those in KC Elite who saw this live. Otherwise, until next time, do awesome things.